Wasn't that cool? Yeah. Merry Christmas from Michigan State. You never, you never thought you'd hear me say that, did you? What are you dreaming of this Christmas? Perhaps there are packages under the tree. Anybody have packages under the tree already? And when you go home, you're thinking, maybe that big package is for me. Maybe it's a bicycle. Maybe, maybe it's something, maybe it's a Red Ryder BB gun. For me, you'll shoot your eye out. Maybe it's a drum set. Maybe it's a new phone. Some of you adults are thinking, maybe it's, maybe somewhere in there, there's keys to a brand new car for me this Christmas. Maybe you have visions tonight as things quiet down that you think hope against hope. You know that it's not really a possibility, but maybe you think, you know, when we go to bed tonight, maybe, maybe my son or daughter, maybe my brother or sister, maybe my husband or wife might come home. They've been gone for weeks or months, and maybe there'll be that knock at the door, and they'll be there ready to say Merry Christmas. Maybe you dream, maybe your dream this Christmas is of a favorite food, or favorite dessert, and even now you can begin to smell that and begin to taste that dish that you look forward to because you only have it at Christmas time. What are you dreaming of? Do you recognize these words? "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there." The children were nestled all snug in their wee little beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their wee little heads. What are you dreaming of this Christmas? Surely it's not sugar plums, right? No matter what those things are. Um, As we come together this afternoon on Christmas Eve, we come together to look to the manger, to Bethlehem, to the birth of of baby Jesus. We come to remember that Christmas is not about presents. It's not even really about family, as great as that may be. That's not what Christmas is about. It's about the dreams that we have, the dreams of peace and joy and hope that can come because God came to earth in the form of a baby. When, when a woman is pregnant, I think one of the most wonderful parts of the pregnancy is imagining what the life of this newborn child will be like. Will they be creative? Will they be artsy? Will they be athletic? Will they be strong? Will they be winsome? Will they have a lot of friends? Will they be easygoing? Will they be intelligent? Will they be friendly? As the pregnancy progresses, they begin, there begins to be serious conversations that happen about what the baby will be named. Is the name of that baby going to be a family name that's carried down? Maybe the name of a, of a grand, grandma or a grandpa, an aunt or an uncle, maybe of mom or dad. Or is that name for this new child going to be something altogether different, something that's never been a part of that family before? The Bible tells us that there are at least three separate conversations that took place before that baby was born in Bethlehem about his name. The first happened about 700 years before the baby was born through the prophet Isaiah. That prophet Isaiah said these words, 
Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Can you say Emmanuel? Emmanuel. It means God with us. The prophet Isaiah said, there's going to be this baby born, and his name will be Emmanuel because it will be God come down among us. Just a little later, that same prophet said these words, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What an incredible set of names for a baby whose life would change the world. Wonderful Counselor. This baby would be one who would understand our circumstances no matter what they were. He would understand our pain, our grief, our joy, our success, and our failure. Uh, he, would, he would understand our wonder, our amazement. He would be the one who could even understand when our words would fail. He would know what was on our heart. His name would be Wonderful Counselor. The mighty God, this baby who would be born in the most humble of circumstances to a poor carpenter and a peasant girl would actually be the God of the universe. He would have the power to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to turn water into wine, to take a few uh, fish and a little bit of bread and multiply it so that it could become a meal for 5,000 people. He would have the ability to forgive sins. His name would be the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, born in a stable in Bethlehem, an infant completely dependent upon his mother for nourishment, for cleanliness, for health, for comfort for an upset stomach, from fear that came when he was startled, this innocent baby would be known as the everlasting father. Not a father who abused or abandoned or, or hurt his children, but one that always acted in their best interest, that protected and provided for their needs, that taught and guided and led with a gentle but firm hand. That baby, the everlasting father. And his name would be the Prince of Peace. Born in a time of political uncertainty with a ruler who was both a tyrant and unstable, this infant would become one who would bring peace in the most turbulent times, who would bring peace to the most tumultuous lives. This child who cried when he was in need of his mama would be the one who would settle the spirit of a grieving parent to calm the soul of a prisoner, to comfort a soldier in the midst of crisis. His name would be the Prince of Peace. Do you know the backstory of baby Jesus? One of the men who wrote a biography of his life described his beginning this way. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. 
His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through that prophet 700 years earlier. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The names of this baby whose birth we celebrate today, Emmanuel, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You will call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. Sometimes we miss the meanings of words and names. We hear the name Jesus and we think, oh yeah, it's just another name. Just like Austin, just like Justin, just like Mark, just like Emma, just like Rose, just like Elizabeth. They're names that are attached to people that we know and we love. What we miss in the name Jesus is that his name meant Savior. The word meant one who saves. The angel said, you will call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. This baby, born in a space reserved for animals, brought light to a dark world, hope to a people who felt abandoned, purpose to people who were empty. He would come to earth to live among us, to experience everything that we experience and would live a life that never gave in to the temptation to sin, to gratify his own desire. He lived out the power and mercy and justice of God every day of his life. It's ironic to me that he was born into a space reserved for animals. And yet today we would say without reservation that Jesus was the goat. Parents, if you don't understand what that statement meant, find a teenager and they'll tell you what it meant for Jesus to be the goat. No matter what you're hoping for, what you're dreaming of this Christmas, no matter how good that is, there's something and someone better. Once you've landed on not just what, what the better dream is, the best dream imaginable. Jesus is better still. Jesus is better than best. Whatever your needs, whatever your hopes, whatever your dreams this Christmas, they can be realized in the baby Jesus, the Savior of the world. The Christmas carol says the hopes and dreams of all the years are met in thee tonight. One of the writers of the Bible talked about, about Jesus being better than best, 
when he, when he described it this way, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be the glory, to God be the glory, in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever, amen. That prophet that lived 700 years before Jesus, the prophet named Isaiah, described the the birth of Jesus with the words that we've already read. People walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a deep darkness, a new light has dawned. For many years, we've chosen to conclude our Christmas Eve service illustrating that reality of light coming into a dark world by filling the auditorium as it darkened with light, with the light of candles. We'd like to do that again today. In just a moment, you're going to be given a candle to hold. Parents, you can decide whether or not you'd like for your children to hold a candle, whether you'd like to hold that candle with your children. You can determine that. Um, With each candle, there'll be a, a protector for your hand from the hot wax. Let me, let me just encourage you to hold the candle upright and to not let the wax come down on your hand, to pay attention to the people around you, protect their coats, their hair, um, and, and to just enjoy this time of the candle lighting. The lights are going to come down right now. And we'll experience just a hint of the darkness that the prophet wrote about. Once your candle has been lit, allow the person on your left to light their candle from the flame of yours. In that way, the light will move from the right side of the auditorium all the way to the left until the light of Jesus fills this room. If you're on the left side of the pew, some of you have already found them. Underneath that left side of the pew, there's a bag. If you'd just go ahead and grab a candle, grab that bag, and pass it to your right until everyone has a candle, that would be great.